Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. I am your host, Lisa Kosky, and you are going to fall in love with the couple that I interview today. You are going to learn how to have a happy divorce by the authors of the book, Our Happy Divorce. It's Nikki DiBartolo and Ben Heldfund, and they are even more delightful than I anticipated. And the stories that they tell you about how they pursued their divorce and kept their son, you know, at the helm and led them to do it a better way. There are lessons in this episode that you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. I want to let you know about something new and amazing. We are offering a group divorce course, and this is a novel idea. It may seem, you know, counterintuitive to a lot of you, but it works, especially if you are a person who likes to be in community with other people going through what you're going through. So if this is something that interests you, or if you need any kind of divorce support, please connect with me at lisakoski.com. You can fill out a consultation request. And I want to let you know that this course is available up until November 1st. So please sign up now and learn, learn more about how you can still be anonymous, have your own paperwork, work one-on-one with me and in a group setting. Welcome friends. Here we are again. And I am so excited for today's episode. I have the authors of Our Happy Divorce. It is Ben Heldfund and Nikki DiBartolo. And I just want to let both of you know, I got my hands on this a couple years ago and read the whole thing. And I always recommend it to my clients because it's so very helpful. But what I want you to know is how much I appreciate the fact that you wrote the book, that you shared your story. It just speaks volumes of who you are and that you're here with me today because for one, telling a story, writing a book is not easy. It's not an easy subject. (laughs) But how you have done this is my dream for my clients. And it doesn't mean that it has to be exactly like how you did it, but your story is so helpful and there are so many lessons in it. And I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, commend you on how you put your son first through this whole thing. So kudos to you. I just, I can't even believe I get to interview you on my podcast episode today. So and I don't know who wants to start talking first, Ben or Nikki. And I think what's so amazing 
if you're not watching this, you're sitting together like you are best friends. And your book says, Our Happy Divorce, How Ending Our Marriage Brought Us Together. Ah, it's so beautiful. And people don't know that story in our culture. So if you could just start and share whoever wants to start. Well, I'll just, I, I just want to say, uh, he likes to talk a lot. I, I do like to talk, but I'm actually a, a little speechless, uh, at the moment, uh, and just leaving space for what you just said. And it means, uh, the world to, to us, um, for that recognition. And, and uh, the other thing, uh, I think it's the first time anybody's actually pronounced our names correctly. So <laughs> kudos to you. Yes. Guys, I'm going to make my kids listen to this. My adult children make fun of how I can't pronounce anything. So there we go. Um, Really, it it was just um, the book is a little bit, like you said, extreme. Uh, Our relationship is a little bit, you know, filled with most of the time anyways, uh, uh, rainbow waterfalls and unicorns. Right. But are happy (laughs) to most of the time. Uh, But the, idea behind our happy divorce for us isn't this that everybody's going to have this it's you know it, it, the possibility is there because if we could do it you know anybody can but um our happy divorce to us means uh because it was the foundation of it that we didn't hand our kid the emotional bill for our choices he didn't you know he didn't pick the restaurant he didn't order the food he didn't order the wine uh he had no choice in anything uh, and we just didn't want to stick him with emotional bills. So if you can do that, that's a happy divorce. You know, and I, the thing that's amazing to me is that the two of you were able to keep him at the forefront of your mind. And I struggle with that mm-hmm. um, with my clients, even though they both love their kids, it's hard because you've got so many emotions in your pissed off at each other mm-hmm. and so you know tell us a little bit about the beginning of is this how you thought it was going to be no. you were going to end up being uh, best friends no, no. <laughs> no i think at the beginning all we wanted to be able to do was be in the same room together mm-hmm. and, you know go to you know events for our son and not make him uncomfortable like who oh i went to dad first last time this time i have to go to mom first or you know just to make him not have to worry about our feelings because it's really is about his feelings. Right. And, and it, like you said, we could never have imagined this. We no. could never imagine sitting on a podcast talking about a book we wrote about our happy divorce. I could never have imagined writing a book until Ben was like, we really ought to do this. And I'm like, Whoa. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. And 14 years later, um, our son, four days ago, turned 18 years old. Uh, oh, and, wow. And, you know, he was four, three or four when we got divorced. Um, and we, as a family, took him on uh, vacation down to Bahamas for his birthday as, you know, this modern, happy family. And it was natural and it was great uh, that he didn't get to miss that any really variety of passages or big birthdays or big graduations uh, and, and not have his parents there. You know, and I think, too, as you kind of go through how the story progresses, because not all the listeners have read the book, you have brought in amazing step parents, siblings, and they're all so important. And you all connect and do things together. And like I said, that's like maybe would be a dream for my clients and maybe some of my clients. I just want them to be able to be in a room together for their child and do their best that way. 
But um, so tell me, Ben, I think I remember reading that this wasn't how you thought it was going to start. In particular, you it didn't start that way. For no, it didn't. Because uh, you uh, and you hit the nail on the head. Like nobody uh, gets divorced or makes that decision because their marriage is on a winning streak. Uh, you know, it, it is filled. I think all divorces have the recipe that the ingredients for a real high conflict, nasty uh, um, high divorce. And, and ours was no different, you know, and. and I guess uh, not. I guess I was a little bit more uh, angry. Don't be pointing fingers at um, me. <laughs> you know, uh, unwilling to take accountability for my actions, pointing the finger at Nikki, um, and I left in a very dramatic. Very Go dramatic. Ahead, I like to tell this all the time. I'm like very dramatic. Ripped up picture, wedding ring next to the sink. When I came home, and I was like, oh. I guess he's now gone. I can, now I can. Now I can. Now I can laugh at him or make fun of him about it at that. Point, obviously, I did not. Well, I can too, and I think that the looking back on it, um, it, it divorce uh, is a business deal, and it's one of the biggest business deals anybody will probably have in their lifetime. But the problem is, it's sprinkled with a lot of emotions, uh, and those business decisions are made because of emotions. And, and I think the one thing that Nikki and I were able to do, in hindsight. Um, Eventually, when I cooled down and, and got a, a calmer mind and, and, and a, 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 some clarity, um, is that we dealt with the emotional side first. You know, we dealt with, I went to therapy, Nikki went to therapy, um, and we cleaned up some of the emotional stuff so then we could move forward and not make decisions based off of hurting the other person. Right, because I think we both realized that we probably wouldn't have liked ourselves at that point in time anyways. Like, so we needed to find a way to actually like ourselves again before we can move forward with anything we had to deal with, with each other. Yeah. I mean, it, right. Uh, unhappy people uh, make unhappy relationships uh, and unhappier people make unhappier divorces. Right. I mean, it's, it would have been the same recipe of, of two people who just weren't happy in their lives and uh, weren't willing to take accountability for, you know, whatever went wrong. And that's, you know, that's sort of the foundation, but then also, I think the other part of it that was a big turning point for us was a coffee shop meeting after I had done some work on myself. And like Nikki said, realized um, that I wouldn't really want to be married to me either. <laughs> I wasn't. A question. And this, yeah. just because I'm thinking of my audience. So how long after you separated, did it take for you to work on yourself? And I want to say this too. I so appreciate how authentic you are. Thank you. Because that's hard. It's hard to like show all the icky pieces of us, but it helps people so much. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. And I think especially, well, I don't know if it's, if it's any different, but for, for me as a man, um, you know, dealing with emotions and dealing with, you know, all, uh, you know, my accountability is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, it's much easier to blame somebody else. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think the process, um, I left the house angry, bitter, uh, you know, like, like I talked about, and I wanted to go and destroy Nikki. Uh, and I went out and I, you know, got this lawyer and he wrote up a game plan of how that was going to happen. Um, and, eventually I got some clarity around that after reading what he had written. And I was like, I know where this path ends, right? Cause I had gone through it as my parents. And that shows you sort of how powerful when we talk about these emotions was I had a terrible, uh, high conflict divorce with my parents, uh, that lasted 
still, right? I mean, it doesn't go away. Um, and it was a terrible place. I think when we were married, it was the first time they were ever in the yeah, in the yeah. same room. Uh, but but so so yeah, it was bad. And, and I would you know me and my brothers and sisters were the only ones who really you know we were used as blocking tackling tools to get back at the other parent to bitch about the other parent you know uh, the whole thing. And yet I was still willing, and 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 going to go down that same route and put my son in the middle of it, even though I had that lived experience. And so that shows but you. I sort think people assume that's the way it has to be. Right. And and. Yeah, and and maybe yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it was just a learn, but but there was a moment where after reading this thing, like three pages into it, where I got that clarity. I was like, I know this. I know where this movie ends. I know you know what's going to happen. And so I put it away. And then I, I went called Nikki. Well, the second call was what should have been the first call. And if you're listening, I would strongly recommend the first call, not being to a lawyer, not being to the Google, you know, and and uh, to the Google, to the Google <laughs> machine and, and and searching best lawyers in your so area or, or or talking to a friend who'd been through the divorce. My second call should have been my first, and that was to a therapist and or a coach. You know, today they uh, weren't really a thing when we got divorced, but somebody to help me through the emotional side of it. Um, and so it, it didn't take very long, uh, you know, once I was open and willing to share with this person, you know, what I was going through to realize, to come to that uh, burning bush that I wouldn't want to be married to me either. Uh, and so it, it wasn't that long. Uh, and, and then we did some more work and Nikki, you know, to her credit did the same thing. Yeah. I think for me, I probably, I didn't call a lawyer. I didn't try. I, I didn't, I think for me, I'm a fixer. So I like to try to fix situ situations more so than destroy them for the most part. I mean, sometimes. In this circumstance, I wanted to fix it. I mean, my parents, 52 years later, are still married. So I wanted my son to grow up as much the way I grew up as possible with us separating. So I kind of just, which is very hard for me, quietly sat back and just kind of let him do his thing. Yeah. Without it, going on attack mode. If... Uh, I wanted to or was willing to stay married. Uh, Nikki would have taken the bullet, not because I was Prince Charming, <laughs> you know, not because I was Mr. Right, but oh, she would have done it man. for Asher. You're Prince Charming for somebody. For somebody, right. Somebody, right. Exactly. My wife. wife. Yeah, exactly. She Sometimes. gets it. <laughs> but, but so, you know, the, the, that's the for type AZ, of person. Which, Prince and, and, your Prince exactly. And uh, so I don't know if that, again, you, you're the professional, but I don't know if that's worse, better, but to stay together for the, for the kids, I don't know is, you know, cause, no, cause but I did realize yeah, yeah. quickly that that wasn't going to work. Going to fly. Yeah. You know, and I love that you both come, you both wanted the same thing, but you're coming at it from two different angles. You know, Ben is coming from seeing it, in a bad sense growing up and doesn't want that. And Nikki, you're there going, oh, I want my kid to be able to experience what I did. So, so you both were in agreement and that's what I love about what I do with mediation. At least, you know, I've got that going where they yeah. want to come in, they yeah. want to work together. So, so your journey begins, if I remember correctly, in a Starbucks and Nikki, I think that was a little nerve wracking because you had no idea what to expect. Oh no, I was scared to death. All I knew is I, I had known little bits and pieces of things from hearing things that he had hired a lawyer. And so I just kind of, when he called me, I was like, oh, do I really do this? Am I, am I really going? 
and I was scared to death, butterflies in my stomach. But when I walked in, when I looked down and I was like, oh, he got me coffee. <laughs> well, maybe that that's, that's kind of disarming. The disarming oh tool. <laughs> it's not going to be quite as bad. And I and I think I mean honestly that little gesture I I think though kind of like calmed me down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean although I didn't go I didn't I went in nervous not like ready to fight. I went in. But you would. I would have if you wanted to. Yeah, and it's funny looking back on it and writing the book actually brought this. Like, it, it is I didn't do it vindictively of calling her and asking her coffee, but I didn't really. Uh, didn't really think about it. I didn't think about it or her experience about what, you know, the last band she had seen or, you know, how she, you know, saw me in our relationship. And I said, hey, can you meet me at coffee? (laughs) And not, you know, giving her a little heads up of what was going on. But but it wasn't until I read in that book. Yeah, I want to say I'm sorry. Right. Uh, Right. But it wasn't until I read the book that I, you know, was able to tap into her experience of me calling and saying, hey, let's go to coffee and how nerve wracking or or scared or or unsure, uncertain what was going to, you know, uh, be behind those wall or the door of the Starbucks. And Ben was, if I remember correctly, was the first thing that you did to apologize. Yeah. The first thing I, uh, I, I said to her was, you know, and it, it, it wasn't going into all the details. It wasn't, it was just some things that I had learned and I told her that I'd been in therapy. I, I'm also, um, in sobriety. Um, and, and I'd worked through the steps again. Um, and, uh, you know, part of the process was just acknowledging some things that I learned about myself and, and, and uh, saying, I was sorry, uh, not with any, saying what? I was sorry, <laughs> don't expect to hear it again. Um, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't the, 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 the motivation, the, I guess the intention wasn't for any outcome. It wasn't for, we were going to walk out of there and be, uh, you know, write a book, you know, the next day. It was just so I could clean up my side of the street. Right. And then something magical happened. I said, I was sorry. That's the magic. Isn't that, I love that. And it must have just been such a relief. It was a relief. It, it, the, the best way to describe it is, look, it didn't, the next, after that, it wasn't. Oh, roses. Right. Like, okay. But all of a sudden it became a little easier to breathe. That mm-hmm. that's how, you know, it wasn't this weight on my shoulder. It wasn't. And I, and I, I, I truly believe that that would have been the same sort of visceral reaction if she had reacted in a different way. But just saying, you know, cleaning up my side of the street. It would have, could have taken it would have taken longer. Right. And it, or it just would have been like, OK, you know, I, I've freed myself up. I've uh, And, you know, the next question I asked her was, this, do, do you have any problem with, you know, joint custody, you know, 50 50? And she said, absolutely not. You know, I want you to. Uh, yeah, I just told him, I go, you know, he's a good dad. I mean, you might not. Have, we went. Not a you, great husband. You weren't the, but it wasn't your, <laughs> you would be the great husband for somebody else. We were not, that's right. not what we were put on this earth for. Right. And I said, absolutely not. You're a great dad. And I can't, as a mom, take that away from you. As much as it was killing me inside, because I knew that was taking him from me. And, you know, as a, as a mom, that's just, it's devastating. I mean, not that it's not devastating for a man. I don't mean that, but a bond with a mom and her son, especially, is like, ooh. yeah. And, and you know, I think after she said that, I said something, and I, you know, the, well, the rest of the s, you know, what uh, can be worked out. I think you're allowed to swear on here. I don't know, but uh, I, can, I can take it off for kids. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but so that you know, and then 
uh, you know, you, you do your mediation and there was collaborative divorce and I had already looked it up and I had asked Nikki if it was something she'd be willing. But it wasn't something that was very, like it wasn't. No, big. it wasn't a part of the statute yet, even in the state of Florida. Um, right. But um, the state of Florida did make us go to one of those classes though. Right. Uh, which is. <laughs> we'll talk about joke. that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but then. We, we almost got kicked out. We did. Uh, but, but the. The thing, the next step, even though we had, you know, gotten the lawyers and found the collaborative process is we met the Starbucks again. Yeah. And we just started to see where coffee meetings. Now, I'm not a lawyer, uh, you know, therapist, whatever. But uh, we went in to see what we we could do. We now we were in the business side of it. Right. And and with, you know, the motion sort, they're still there. Sometimes they muddy up the waters. They do. So we just started the big ticket items and we went through and we actually ended up through four or five meetings at that Starbucks at that same table outside uh, working out our full divorce uh, settlement. You know, and I, I don't know if you realize how brilliant this all played out because you couldn't have planned it any better than at your first meeting, you came to agreement about your son. Um, Because that is where, and it just solidifies how I do this with my clients because I always start with the kids and the parenting plan, because you can always bring parents back to how much they love those kids. So I don't know. That was a little, maybe divine intervention. No question. No, <laughs> we didn't, we had no idea what we were doing. I mean, we didn't have, and again, this is some of the uh, motivation or why we wanted to write the book is like I said, we're not lawyers there, but this is, we, we have a, a great outcome. We have a great story. We're proud of it. Um, and, but we didn't really know what we were doing, right? It wasn't like we had a manual on, uh, and you know, I didn't really grow up around many couples that were divorced. So I didn't, I, I, I mean, I kind of was going in blind. I mm-hmm. had no idea. And yeah. I, I love that you did it your way. And I wish that other people could do it too. And I, and I think they're starting to yeah. you know, starting to become um, more of a real, you know, my business is booming. People want to do it together, especially when they have children. It, it, it's so funny. We, we wrote the book and usually, you know, uh, as you know, business person, when I start a business or I do, so I do, you know, market research and figure out what's out there, but this wasn't this kind of part, right? Like we weren't really doing a business. We we're just putting our story out there, but uh, the book was written. I started looking online on divorce and all of a sudden it was like this world. Obviously we didn't keep up with divorce trends, right? You know, <laughs> right? Oh, what we were going on, we but it's this, you know, and you started hearing about Gwyneth Paltrow uh, and, you know, a conscious, a couple in the book and all this stuff. But so we had heard some stuff, but all of a sudden, like I opened up this world and it's like coaches and mediation and, and people who are really truly dedicated to uh, better outcomes. Uh, and it was it was amazing. It wasn't like oh my god, we're so screwed. We're you know, but right. it was like it, it it was okay. You know, we're, we're you know we did something right, but also the the, the world seems to be doing. Some people are you know yeah. are doing. Yeah. Right. yeah, let's hope there's a trend in yeah. that direction. And um, you know, the more that people can hear about this and read your book, the better off we are. Um, you know, I do want to touch on a little bit because there is a piece in your story that I also appreciate so much. And that is you're both remarried. Yes. Right. And so we've talked about that a little bit at the beginning and you, 
this doesn't mean that this was a piece of cake and that you didn't have any feelings when this came up. But again, you kept your son at the forefront. You thought of him and look at, look at what's happened. I mean, it's kind of amazing. Can you tell your stories a little bit as there's some really special stories in there about how you handled significant others coming into the picture? Yeah. And I don't mean to sound this, uh, tell the story to, no, to, to, you know, to, to levitate above Nikki or to, you know, to make me some spiritual giant, but Nikki started dating her husband, uh, after we got divorced and he, uh, we knew, I knew, we knew him. He was a friend of the, you know, the, he, he was in our circle, so to speak. Uh, and so this is the test, right? Right out of the gate <laughs> that Nikki and Chad, uh, start dating. Uh, and he's, you know, I know him and, you know, they're, I mean, talk about a test of, 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 of this new, your, uh, your ego. Yeah. My ego. Um, and also, you know, what we wanted to accomplish and put our son first. And so, uh, I remember the story, uh, it was the first time I think that I had seen him or maybe seen him around Asher, uh, with Nikki and I was coaching Asher's baseball team and, uh, they were there and, and uh, you know, the kids sort of rush out and leave the coaches to sort of clean out the dugout. And I knew that this was going to be it, right? This was going to be the moment uh, that I was either going to blow it up, <laughs> right? I was either going to blow it up or I was going to shine. And, and it, this was, you know, and so I remember walking over, Asher had run over already and Nikki and Chad were standing there. And I remember walking over and literally thinking inside my set, what's best for Asher, what's best for Asher, put your big boy pants on. And so the first thing I did was I went over and I gave Chad a hug. Um, the last person in the world of all, however many billions of people that I wanted to give a hug to. Um, but, you know, just to let Asher know that it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, for him to, you know, love his man. And uh, it was probably the most awkward looking man hug ever in the history of the world. <laughs> But it was a hug, you know, hug. and, uh, you know, and that you didn't know any different. And that was sort of, you know, and this is not a, you know, I don't think this is any therapeutic manual anywhere, but, the, you know, we faked until we made it. And that was faking it. That was not something I wanted to do. That was, you know, everything inside me was tearing apart and, you know, the washing machine and stuff. But, you know, I went over there and, and, and I gave him a hug. Hey. Too in the beginning, we made it a point to tell our significant others when we did start dating what we wanted to accomplish. And if they weren't comfortable or didn't feel like they could jump jump on the ship, yeah, get on board. I mean, it sounds it sounds a little rough, but it is true. But it's true because our relationships outside of the relationship that Ben and I have could have destroyed it. Uh And and we made it a point to let them know that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, And and there was, uh, I don't think any, I want to say unequivocally, but I don't think there's any woman out there uh, that I would have met and started dating or married that uh, I would have been okay with if it had caused a rift with Asher. At the end of the day, that was my choice to marry Nikki. That was our choice. It was our choice to have him. Um, I'm not going to make another choice to, you know, to, to, to hurt him. And, and, and so well, another quick story about dating was Nikki called me. Um, I wasn't the one, you know, I'm not sort of the monkey brancher to go to one relationship to another. And I needed some time to sort of, you know, be the uh, uh, middle-aged, uh, you know, man. And, pig. And, pig. A, a pig. Pig. Yeah. And date, <laughs> date as many women as possible. And, and Nikki called me one day and she said, um, 
can you do me a favor and not introduce anybody to Asher until you're serious? First reaction, ego. Who the hell is this woman to tell me who I can and can't bring around my son? Um, Stopped for a little bit before I said that and then thought about it. And she's right. She was right. If I, you know, stripped down the ego of her, my ex-wife telling me who and what to do with my son. And, you know, she's right. It wasn't the best for Asher to have this revolving door uh, of women in and out of his life when he's already sort of got this damage and trauma from his parents' divorce. What does that tell him? So I didn't. And even my wife, um, I think it was, you know, probably nine months uh, right. before I introduced Asher. And, and I gave Nikki the courtesy of explaining the whole thing and when it was going to happen and how it was going to happen because Nikki deserved that. And, and so uh, that's, you know, that's one thing that I think we did right. Uh, well, we did the whole, but, but that's one thing that helped yeah, to get sure. to where we were. And, and why, yeah. Why get involved with somebody who's not going to have your kid. And I, I love that tells you about the caliber of the people you've married to, because no it problem. sounds like, there was no issue with that. They were all in. And that's, you know, and I think most people would be as long as you could have the conversation. Yeah. And then again, sort of unfolding. Right. And then I think too, like, some, but they, you know, their egos probably had to get exactly. in check also. You know, I always kept saying like, listen, I wouldn't be divorced from him if I wanted to be with him. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they get, we wrote the book uh, and then. Right. Afterwards, we, you know, it took us a little bit because we're not, uh, you know, Shakespeare's, uh, Shakespeare's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, and so it took a while. And then we really looked at our live and this this thing gets better and better. And even in the, you know, two years it took us to wrote a yeah. book, it had gotten better. And then we we talked one day, we're like, Nadia and Chad are deserving enough or more than deserving to have their story told in the yeah. book, too. So we asked them to write I think chapters. It was important for other people to see their side of the story too. Because that the thing is, it helps everyone. Yeah, from all different yeah. angles. Yeah, tell a story about uh, Asher and, and Nadia. Yeah, this this is this is always my story that I like to tell parents, so they realize just how important how how important it is to be honest with your kids because they're way too smart. So every time, whenever Asher was at Ben's house. I would call him to say goodnight to him. And he was probably at this point, like four and a half. And so I'm talking to him, saying goodnight to him. And he says, Hey mom, do you know Nadia? And I said, I know who Nadia is, but mommy hasn't met Nadia yet. And he said, here, talk to her, puts her on the phone. Hands the phone. I'm right there. Hands oh, the phone, Nadia. So my heart, like my heart dropped and I'm sure hers did. And I would have loved to have seen. I got to see it. Too. It was and brilliant. It, but yeah. that was his way of saying, mom, there's this girl that I'm spending time with and she's in dad's life in my life. It's time for you to know her too. So he, he gave us the, uh, the, the signal to it's time for uh, mom and time. Nadia to meet. Yeah. That's precious. Okay. So now I have a question. We're drawing near the end of this. I feel like I could pick your brains forever. Are you guys really like family and almost like best friends? Like it sounds like you travel together. Um, ben, you have, you know, two more kids. It sounds like you're all one happy family. You live it's very in weird, but we really are. And I think too, I mean, for, you know, for people to know that we tried to travel together early on and it didn't work. So, so it took a little bit of time for us to get to where we are, but now it's like, it's like just traveling with our friends. We, um, you know, it, this sort of 
encapsulates everything about the, the, the our spouses and how they fit in this family is, is Asher was the type of kid um, who didn't want to read Dr. Seuss books, who didn't want to read. He, he wanted, he was a, he, animals were his thing. He wanted to read animal encyclopedias and he was always fascinated. He knew everything about every animal. And so we always wanted to take him to Africana Safari. Uh, if anything was going to send our unhappy uh, uh, divorce out the window to a not unhappy divorce was if the other person took Asher to yeah. Africa without w- without the other. So three years ago, yeah, the pandemic had me in a. I so three, I've lost track of time. Yeah, so three, about three years ago. Oh no, it was, it was two years ago because right, right before the before book, book came out, um, we Nikki and I uh, traveled to Africa together with our son um, without. Had we not invited a, them. We invited them, but they, you know, the, Two weeks. had no interest in, yep. in, in uh-huh. going. But uh, their reaction when we told them after they said no was how great for Asher. He would love that. Yeah. And so, you know, Nikki and I w- took our son to Africa in the middle of the bush. Nobody accidentally died uh, by being pushed <laughs> over in the lion's den. So if that doesn't sort of show you that yeah. this is true and authentic and we spent Two weeks together, Two weeks together. Uh, eating dinner every night, spending all day together. And, 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 you know, our, our, our son and we had, a, I had a good time. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, that we had, we'd crossed that line of fake of making it right. uh, way before that. Yeah. And, and that's when it became real, you know, truly authentic. Uh, Nikki, the, the, there's no question that, you know, she's got my back on anything. She's shown it over the years and, and, and uh, you know, best friend. And that's how ending our divorce brought us closer together. Sure. I love it. You two are even more delightful than I ever anticipated. I'm so thankful that you were here and I am going to have in the show notes, all the ways that people can connect with you. I know that you're on social media and um, you know, anything else that you want to let them know where they can reach you. Yeah. Everything at our happy divorce, uh, you know, we're not, uh, qualified nor, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to be coaches or to be therapists. So we're not in, if, if you have questions, please just reach out to us and ask us. Uh, we just, all we're selling is hope in our experience. So we've been more than happy to share that with anybody uh, who, who wants to listen or, or needs it. All right. We so appreciate it. Thank, Thank you so you. much again for being here. Thank you, Thank so, you much so much for having us. Thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week on Doing Divorce Different.